Hello everyone, and welcome to the Tales of a Natural Born Plant Eater podcast. This is going to be an overview of the life story of this guy, Steve Alat, up till this point in time, 2021, where we find ourselves in a world that is going very fast in a couple different directions. The word vegan, what does that mean in 2021? Well, I'll be telling you what it's meant to me since I first learned of the word, mispronouncing it back in the 1990s because I didn't know any other vegans, and what it means today, what the actual ethic is, the fact that it's not a diet, and how it can be co-opted by the human ego and used as a trend, as a fad, as a way to express something other than the original intended use of the word vegan, which was just a compassionate diet and lifestyle, which minimized the use of animal products as much as is practicable and possible. And yeah, I've been vegan since early 1998, and honestly, it's been pretty easy. And I'll tell you why. The easy part was making the decision to do it. After a couple years of being vegetarian, for animal rights reasons, for animal ethic reasons, for the basic principle that I didn't want to harm anything, it still took me a couple years to understand it and feel it that fully, but also to not be afraid that I was missing something by not consuming what I had spent most of my life consuming. It's a very real and rational fear for anyone, but in my case, I had a partner who was vegetarian and actually quite an unhealthy eater at that time within the vegetarian scope of food choices and I wasn't all that much of a an adventurous eater myself prior to 1997 and that year even as I made the final choice to become vegan to not eat or consume animal products in any way it was really actually very easy from that day forward. So how did it start? If this is the tales of a natural born plant eater, what the heck does that even mean? Am I trying to imply that everyone is a plant eater? Well, on one hand, without implying it or mandating it, which I would never do, I've investigated it enough and had enough feedback and success from myself and the world around to know that it's an absolute possibility for any human being because we're all of a very similar biology, similar genetics, similar chemistry, similar psychology, and the thing I'm going to get into the deepest, we all come from a similar consciousness self-consciousness and ego development and I'd like to tie that all together and as I speak 
and tell stories. All true stories, because that's all I've got. Those things will come up so that I can speak to it from an objective point of view without being dogmatic. Because that's the last thing you'll ever find me being is a vegan screaming from the rooftops that everyone has to be vegan. Because in all this time, I've never really done that. I don't think I've ever told anyone outright they should be vegan, they have to go vegan, it would be better for them if they did. Rather, I've been hopefully a calm example of making rational choices. Choices about how our lives affect others and how our consumption affects others. And that goes for diet and it goes for material consumption. How do we clothe ourselves? How do we transport ourselves? How do we live? What do our houses look like? And in realizing we live in a very complex world, the first thing to know is that it's impossible to know the interactions of everything that's gotten a product to you, whether it is food or clothing or shelter or transportation. And thus the word vegan, it's never going to be an absolute term and that's fine. I go back and forth between even using the word vegan and just saying plant-based, mostly because these days a lot of people do consider veganism a diet and speak it of it in those terms first, which I can understand, but only because there's a lack of depth of knowledge on that subject, as well as many other subjects in the world today. But I'm here to dig deeper into the soil, into the human heart, into the human mind, and explain what some things actually mean and what they can mean, and how we lose sight of our feelings as humans along the way, and how that affects our daily choices, whatever they may be. For me, this did begin very likely in early childhood from a compassionate feeling. I never wanted to hurt anything. That was innate for whatever reason. I can't explain it, but I would honestly like to think that consciousness itself unfolds in the universe the most efficient way possible in any circumstance with humans having the biggest challenge on that level because we have such a highly developed self-conscious mind and within that mind we have an ego that can make our choices pertain to us, our very self, first and foremost, in a non-survival mode way. So as you'll see, a lot of what I'm going to talk about gets down to what's necessary, what's not necessary. What is efficient? How did we evolve and does our biology match our chemistry and our psychology? The self-consciousness and the ego that has arisen within us, which controls a lot of our choices. How aligned is that to our biology and our evolution? I'm not going to purport to have all the answers because there's no such thing. But I certainly have very deep feelings 
and have seen a lot of evidence to corroborate certain things. And yet, like I said before, you'll never just hear me saying this is the way it has to be. This is 100% the way humans are about certain things because a lot of our life choices depend on circumstance. It depends where we are on the planet and perhaps even what stage of life development we're in. And our circumstances can change very drastically as humans, more than most other species on the planet. And sometimes we have to make choices to survive. And those choices affect the world around us. Now, speaking as one who knows exactly how we've developed to be the species we are at this point in time, to know what we are, and to know who I am and how those two things connect, it's easy to see that we don't have to make very many choices about life and death struggle anymore, which means a lot of our choices aren't from the base instinct, the primal evolution that got us here because we can think our way out of a lot of circumstances. Of course, the corollary to that is we can think our way into a lot of circumstances. And because we can do this, we don't always know the consequences of our actions, of our consumption, and of our diet. We tend to learn from the immediate environment around us. And for eons, the environment around us has been deeply influenced by the environment within us, within our human mind, as it's grown to be able to use nature, use the world around, in ways that they aren't directly there for. And the example I often like to give is agriculture developed by us recognizing the life cycle of plants and then involving ourselves in it. In other words, knowing that an apple drops from a tree and where that apple rots and the seeds go into the ground and a new tree grows, we've learned to take the apple, bring it where we want it, plant it in the ground on purpose, water it, nurture it, help it grow, and therefore have food available nearer to us, with us, much more conveniently. And to extrapolate that idea to present day, we can now walk down just about any street to a store and obtain food. Now, I'll use the word food very loosely in this context because a very high percent of what's in stores isn't actually full-blown food anymore. There's so many things within the food products that were never meant for human consumption that this is something that has led to the plethora of illness and disease on the planet. And I'll be talking a lot about that because I've researched it and I've experienced a lot of it firsthand. And that's what a lot of my story is going to be about, is saying what has happened to me along the way, how I've dealt with it, how I've gotten through all healings with plants, plant-based medicine and diet, and how even though I have a couple struggles that predate my plant-based diet, those two are going to be resolved through diligence of doing the appropriate research, testing, and adjusting 
what I consume and what I don't consume based on my history and how I got to be the way I am right now. Now, having said that, I'm 54 years old. I've been vegan since 1998. And at this point, I have no chronic illnesses, nagging injuries. I take no medications. I never have, actually, taken anything long-term. And I feel pretty good. Some people who know me would say, Steve feels really good because I work hard, I run fast. I'm generally present and conscious and aware of what's going on around me. And those couple nagging things I mentioned are heavy metal toxicity and a few food sensitivities, again, that are lifelong and that have their reasons. Without anyone specific to be blamed, it'll become evident that it's simply the human self-conscious mind and ego that has contributed directly to my challenges by putting things in the system that probably weren't always a good idea to put in the system, but you know, things get there because the ego wants to make money, because he created it. The ego wants to be right, the ego wants to have a semblance of control, and the feeling of our vital health is of no consequence to the ego in that respect. So I'm going to leave this brief as it's just an introduction to let you know who I am, to hear my voice, and to let you know that I'm going to be telling you a lot of stories. I enjoy telling them because they're all true. I will never say anything I haven't experienced myself or don't have first-hand information about from someone else or from research which can be corroborated. When I do speculate on something that's philosophical or conceptual, I'll let you know. And I will absolutely always say when I just plain don't know something. So there you go. It's been a long time coming as a long-term vegan who's been uh, basically keeping to himself for a very long time, living his life, doing the records at work to become healthy, happy, peaceful, and full of joy at experiencing the little things in life, the little moments, as well as nurturing relationships. All while fueled just by plants, and not even as much as I always thought it would take. But we'll get to that. I hope you enjoy, and I look forward to the next episode where I'll go much more in-depth. Take care. Friends, if you'd like to support the podcast and support this guy, Steve Alat, in doing this full-time, it doesn't take much. Steve is here just to do this, primarily, and also just to eat, sleep, and interact with the other humans and other life on a day-to-day -day basis. I want nothing from this life that I don't have right now. And so any money I get in excess of that will always go back into helping in whatever way I'm able to contribute. 
and you can contribute to an account that I have set up at LibraPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, under the name Steve Alat, capital S-T-V-E, capital A-L-L-A-T. Or you can also find me on PayPal under my email address, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com, and at Stripe, using the same email. If you have any questions, send me an email, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. I would love to hear from you and uh, respond in kind. Take care.